بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عقبة للمتقين ولا عجبان إلا على الظالمين وصلوات الله وسلامه ولا أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجل الحزن إذا شئ سهلا اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Right folks, so um, inshallah um, Haji yeah. Is your getting cold? Yeah You feel cold? Yes Very cold No, no, it's okay Yeah, yeah Okay, put it on No, no, leave it This is, this is fine, this is For tomorrow morning, huh? Yeah. For, for the morning or for now? Yeah. I put it on, then we'll turn it off Take, take um, how long is it going to be for the screen to come on? What's that? Right, so um, last week's lesson was an interesting lesson in that we did absolutely nothing. Right? Well, in terms of the text, we did nothing. Right? But in terms of discussion, there was you know, lots of discussion, mashallah. But today, I want to really get through some text. I want to get through some content as much as possible because actually we are coming to the very end of this uh, we're like really close that's what we have in terms of pages of Al-Mumti' this is the second volume the third volume is therefore to start and the third volume of Al-Mumti' the commentary of Sheikh Uthameen's commentary that third volume um, uh, syncs up with the, a brand new chapter meaning the chapter of the description of the prayer so all of this so far most of last year maybe all of last year and this year so far has all been the conditions of the prayer everything and before the prayer and then bam we start into the description of the prayer this is the penultimate no no this is the last chapter of the conditions of the prayer that of the niyyah and we've got a few uh, uh, we've got a few things to discuss concerning the niyyah we just don't have the text up for a minute and want, when the text comes up and we can read out what, what we're doing it's not on Shaz the, um, the, w- w- once we can read the text then uh, in fact you know what suck all that behaviour Habibi it's off, off your screen is off your computer is not even on okay so, let me read it. It says, so the whole chapter, okay, we, the, the section that we were covering last, uh, last week, وَإِنْقَلَبَ مُنْفَرِضٌ Yes. وَإِنْقَلَبَ مُنْفَرِضٌ فَرْضَهُ نَفْلًا فِي وَقْتِهِ الْمُتَّسِعِ Jazz. My goodness, I need glasses, man. I'm getting old custom. وَإِنْتَقَلَ بِنِيَّةٍ من فرض إلى فرض بطل ويجب نية الإمامة والإئتمام وإن نوى المنفرد الإئتمام لم تصح كنية إمامته فرضا وإن انفرد مؤتم بلا عذر بطلت وتبطل صلاة مأموم ببطلان الصلاة إمامه فلا استخلاف وَإِنْ أَحْرَمَ إِمَامُ الْحَيِّ بِمَنْ أَحْرَمَ بِهِمْ نَائِبُهُ وَعَادَ النَّائِبُ مُؤْتَمَّنْ صَحَّةً Just those who are following the Arabic, is it on the screen? You can see it, yeah? Is the Arabic there? Yeah. yeah. If you look at the Arabic on the screen and those who are at home, I swear yeah, you want beats. Well, chocolate. And what are you... Is it chocolate? It's not chocolate. You said no chocolate. It's not 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 chocolate. 
and say that we cancel the class right now. That's a unbelievable. No chocolate. No chocolate, he goes. What the heck is that, Yara? We said no more food. Astaghfirullah. Did I not say no more food? What did you say? You said no chocolate. Now everyone's thinking, what, what? Class is ruined. Class is ruined. Go on, pass it up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No more food. Why are you eating? Ever. Why are you eating? No, you bought it now, innit? <laughs> Haram not to waste it. It's not going to get wasted. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, so you know uh, an important point in the Arabic because I added some extra. Uh, I added the final. Uh, uh, so are the notes on the portal? Yeah, um, on the uh, portal, um, the notes that you've been seeing for the chapter of intention so far, okay, the Arabic has maintained has been the same. All right, especially I want Mesa to hear this as well. Um, the Arabic has been the same, but the English has been updated today to complete the entire section. I noticed today a very interesting mistake, and I say quote-unquote mistake, in the Arabic, okay, that was on the portal, okay? And I just want to bring your attention to it. It's in the penultimate sentence which says, وَطَبْتُلُ الصَّلَاةُ مَأْمُومٍ بِبُطْلَانِ الصَّلَاةِهِ بِصَلَاةِ إِمَامِهِ فَلَا إِسْتِخْلَافِ and in the text up until now, it was bila istikhlaf. All right, with the ba instead of the fa. I've added the fa today. Now, the interesting thing is for me that this, the original one, I took from an online. I mean, it's not online, but it's a electronic version of the text itself, right? Which I have noticed before has mistakes. I have noticed it has errors before. And you would normally have thought this is just another error and a story. Except that what's interesting about this penultimate sentence is that in different manuscripts of the mutton, of the text, this penultimate sentence and the last sentence, in ahrama imam al this one, they are in reverse order according to the different the, 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 the manuscript you're reading. So in some manuscripts, that one actually comes after. That sentence is last. And then in this one, as you can see, it's not. It's one from last. So I actually think that this is a narrated version according to the original. And would it change the meaning? Yes, it would change the meaning. Significantly, no. But it would give us... I'll show you the, in the English translation. Because I didn't understand what you were saying, but he's turned the thing on, so just turn it off. He's a, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't work out what was, what was going on. Yeah, that's fine. So... Um, so the translation then of what we read uh, today and what we're going to be starting today, so that is, it is permissible for one praying their obligatory prayer alone to convert it to a supererogatory prayer if there is enough time remaining. We did that last week. All right. However, converting an obligatory prayer to another obligatory prayer leads to both becoming invalid. That's the statement of the author. Okay, leads to both becoming invalid. A fard to a fard. It is obligatory for the imam, obviously, to intend to be an imam. If you're going to be an imam, you have to intend to be an imam. And you have to intend to be a follower if you're going to be a follower. All right? You can't just automatically assume and that's it. <laughs> it is not valid for the one praying alone, a munfarid. Remember we said learn these words. Munfarid, the one who's praying alone by himself, 
It is not valid for the one praying alone to decide to become a mu'tamin, yani to want to become a follower, the one who is ma'mum. These words are synonyms of one another, ma'mum and mu'tamim, yani these are people who are praying behind the imam. Okay? So it's not valid for the one praying alone to suddenly decide to become a follower. Just like it is not valid for him, the one praying alone, to decide to lead an obligatory prayer. This is obviously during the prayer itself. I'm going to explain this. It is not valid for a follower to convert to praying alone without legal excuse. You can see now what's happening. We're going through the various scenarios when intentions change. This is all about the back end now of changing of intentions, converting of intentions. So that last one there, it is not valid for a follower, a follower is someone who's in a jama'ah, praying behind an imam, to convert from that state to becoming someone who's praying alone by themselves unless they have a valid excuse. Okay? The prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the imam is invalidated. Right? Okay, we're going, to see, we're going to see that this is not our class position, but let's just yani, follow what the Hanbalis are saying, or certainly what the author is saying. The prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the Imam is invalidated. There can be no appointment of a replacement Imam. Fala istikhlaf. That's what it translates as if you write Fala istikhlaf. Right? There can be no appointment. I mean, I, whilst we're here, let me just explain what that is. So this is a scenario. We're all praying in a masjid. Uh, behind the imam, the imam suddenly realizes he doesn't have wudu. And then he has to leave. Obviously, it's haram to stand there. According to the Hanabila, everyone's prayer is cancelled. Everyone just forget it now. Okay? As soon as he realizes and he walks off, you're all walked off. And then he ends, فَلَا istikhlaf. He does not now go and take someone and puts them to the front to lead the prayer. Okay? Now, I've been trying to work it out. The version that I used in the previous ma- uh, manuscript, it had bila istikhlaf. Alright? How would that translate the end? Or how would that change the translation? I'm not sure. It might be something like... It might be something like, the prayer of the, the, prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the imam is invalidated without someone replacing the imam. Would that be fair? To translate it like that? Bila istikhlaf. Without bila istikhlaf. So the problem if you translate it like that, without someone replacing the imam in the prayer, is that that would indicate that it's allowed for you to, to bring someone forward. Yes? Correct? Yeah. So that's why this is a fundamental error because according to the Hanbalis, they don't allow a person to come and uh, replace them in the prayer. So that's why yani, it's probably correct. Certainly in Sheikh Rathamin's position, the way that he explains it, the way that he handles the text, he treats it as fala istikhlaf. And so do other versions of it. So we're going to stick to fala istikhlaf and we're going to stick to the translation I've given. All right? The Hanabila basically saying that you do not replace it, you do not change it, end of story. All right? And then finally, if the regular imam enters the prayer, this is a bit tricky, if the regular imam enters the prayer, which has already been started by, by his substitute imam, it is valid for the substitute imam to now become a follower. Heavy bars. Does that make sense? Yeah? Good. I mean, obviously I'm going to explain all of this, right? Inshallah. So, 
Let's start then with uh, what we had. Uh, what, did we, what did we have? It is permissible for one praying uh, uh, their obligatory prayer alone to convert it to a supererogatory prayer as long as there is enough time. Um, now, the, the, uh, uh, on, the top of two, on, on the top of page 301, the author says, what, uh, Munfarid, the one who's praying alone, he didn't say Ma'mum and he didn't say Imam. So it's only, according to him, it's only allowed for someone who's praying alone to change their niyyah from fard to nafal. Alright? Why would it not be for the ma'mum and the imam? Because one, the imam makes sense, he's leading the others in prayer. That's a bit of a skank, isn't it? Yeah? We all come to the masjid and my guy suddenly says, yeah, you know what, I think I'm just going to become, yani, you know, whoever. What, what, what do we all come all the way this mission for then? Okay? Yeah? And what about the ma'mum? Huh? Need to follow the imam? Okay. That's also good, yeah? What about another reason why? According to some scholars, of course, that the, the, the jama'ah is obligatory. You can't change from an obligatory act that you've started. Okay? That's very different to saying... The, the obligatory prayer has got time to pray, I'm going to pray nafal. You're in an obligatory act which is happening only once. What makes you think you can play around with it that I'm just going to step out of this obligatory jama'ah that I'm in and I'm just going to turn myself into a single guy praying by myself. And the other thing is, of course, the loss of reward as well. Okay? It's also, yani, a loss of reward. All right, another question should be asked. Is it something recommended for a person who is praying obligatory prayer to move to a sunnah uh, state? Or is it hated? Is it makru or is it mustahab? So, situation is a guy by himself praying his fard. Is it allowed? Yes, we've said it's allowed. Okay, so then is it mustahab or is it makru? Or is it the same? Um, mustawiya tarafain. Yani, it's the same in some, 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 some situations. Can't be a good thing? Shah said. Okay, go on then. Well, obviously, if I come into the masjid and I'm praying, yep. and then I know the jamaat started, I know there's more reward for me reading the jamaat. Nice. Or it's a sadaqah to read it again. Correct. Excellent. So, in certain scenarios, it is mustahab. You're there in the masjid, you come into the masjid, you're praying alone, you're fard, and then five people walk in. One starts making the iqamah, and you realize, oh man, these guys are praying jamaat, and I've only prayed, you know, whatever. So, let me join these guys then. Right? So here in this scenario, we want to join the jama'ah, get the greater reward, and that's a good shout. Okay? Now, what are the ways we're going to do that? We're in the prayer, aren't we? Okay? So what should we do? According to the text, what should we be doing? Change, as opposed to? Break. Break. Excellent. Okay? So we change as opposed to break. So if we've done three... Right, raka'ah of dhuhr, and we see that there's an obligatory one about to go down. Then I'd knock out one more raka'ah. I'd change my niyad from a fard to a nafal. Knock out one more raka'ah to keep it at four nice yani units. And uh, I, I, I exit and I join the bigger jama'ah. Or if I've done one and a half or I'm in tashahud of my dhuhr at two raka'ah, I will cut it into two raka'ah sunnah. Do you understand the point? This is therefore an example of a mustahab change of uh, uh, niyyah. 
However, yeah. So if a person, for example, is praying dhuhr or four rakah or three, whatever rakah, obligatory prayer by himself, and he is closer to two than four, then he not only has he changed it in, in level, but number as well. Really? Yeah. This is because he's cut it down. Okay? He's cut it down. If he's like at two, and he sees the jama'ah, yani, you know, uh, uh, forming, then he cuts it. There's, not, it, there's a hierarchy here, by the way. Okay? Because I, also it's allowed for him to just walk off the prayer. To leave the prayer immediately. I mean, he then sacrifices the prayer, then he's got nothing. Okay, because he didn't complete the prayer, so he won't, Allah alam, he gets reward for part kind of prayer. I don't know about that, yeah. But the point is, is that that's now cancelled. So there's a hierarchy here. That's allowed for you to do. But you would only do that if there was a fear that something was going to happen. For example, you're going to miss the jama'ah. Maybe you're taking it a bit slow, and you're thinking, you know what it is, these guys are new, and they're going to be playing slow. Suddenly you see the corner of the eye, they're like, you know, bush, 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 whatever. You're thinking, rah, man, I'm going to miss the whole thing here. So my... Huh? <laughs> so, so, I go back to me praying Fardia. So he, here you got to make a judgment call. Now if I carry on, I'm going to miss it entirely. So you'd break. So you've almost got three scenarios here. All right. The best of all scenarios is for you to change the intention to Sunnah and fulfill the four rakah that you started. Yeah. The second best scenario would be for you to look at where you can close off at two or a four. No, not an odd number. Not an odd number. Okay, because the nafal prayers are always two, two, two. Yeah? So you would cut off at uh, a two, right? And then join. And the worst of all, but completely permissible, right? I say worst only relatively speaking, is that you would just break the prayer and end of story. Okay? Yes? Breaking the prayer, does it have any negative connotation? Is it frowned upon? Or is it... Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely correct. It is frowned upon. Uh, and some scholars don't even allow it. Like, for example, if you look at the Hanafi school, why is it that they don't tell their people to cut the sunnah that you're doing and join? You know, like we cast, I think we discussed that last week or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah? That, that's not a, not a joke, their position. They will not allow you to join the Fajr Jama'ah if you've not prayed the two far before. Otherwise, they'd say, just yani, cut it and pray afterwards. But they see it as very important to continue. Not just Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik as well. And actually, that's the correct principle in Islam. That once you start something, you should finish it. So, yeah, without excuse, cutting the prayer is not on. Not on, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're reading the uh, first and you convert it to the Sunnah, or Nafal, um, but then you know the Jama'ah is starting, and you intentionally speed it up, is that bad? Um, if the speeding up... The question was, is that if you speed up yani, your, your, your prayer to make the other one, is that bad? Um, if the speeding has, a, has any effect on the obligations. If the speeding doesn't have an effect, okay? So the recitation start was, was normally, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And it turns to, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. This is not an, uh, uh, an effect. And if you decide to leave out the surah that you are going to recite in the sunnah, and you're now going to leave the surah out, that's not an effect. Okay? This is you going from something yani, normal to something bigger. So that's okay there. Yeah. What's the limit in terms of the reason to change? So we gave the example you want to join the jama'ah, but say your mom's calling you, or whatever you call, like where do we draw? Yeah, good, good, yeah. So, so for a fard, okay, to be changing to a sunnah, right? 
it's got to be something that's got time and got because we're not talking about hold on are you talking about changing or breaking Changing. Yeah, yeah. Ch- ch- changing is scenario by scenario. You have to give me a scenario. This is a clear scenario that jama'ah is being established and that is better than the obligation. If you said to me, changing from obligatory to sunnah... Just like, so one example is your mom's calling you. Yeah, so that's not allowed. That's not allowed. Okay, this is a very important question. Is it permissible to cut the obligatory prayer, okay, for another act? Now we know from the hadith of Juraj and the hadith, and you look at uh, and, and re- reference the hadith of Juraj, okay, it's a very famous one. It's the hadith of the monk, yani, who did not go call his mother, when, uh, who did not respond to his mother when his mother was calling him, and it was a nafil prayer. Okay, it was not an obligatory prayer. There's a consensus of the scholars, almost a consensus, almost, I don't say consensus, but that if you are praying a nafil or a sunnah prayer and your parents call you, then you have to break that prayer because the obedience of the parents is far more important than the sunnah prayer. That's not the case for an obligatory prayer. The only time you're allowed to break an obligatory prayer is if there's a danger or some kind of fear or to make it better. And the only way to make it better here is because the jama'ah has established itself right here next to you. Right? Right there and then. This would not be the norm. You would not be doing this as a norm. Yeah, no, we can't open this up for reasons for themselves and people saying, you know, we've got to protect the integrity of the prayer. We can't have people breaking it willy-nilly. We can't have people changing intentions willy-nilly. It's got to be something solid. Got to be something clear, right? Um, Sheikh Uthameen says, what if someone says, how does he break the prayer and he's already yani, entered into an obligatory prayer? Isn't breaking the obligatory prayer haram? This is basically what we're talking about. And Sheikh says, it is haram, yes, if you were to break an obligatory prayer and then leave it. But he's not. He's breaking it to move to something which is better. Actually, it's not something which is haram, actually something which is commanded to do. He's commanded to join the jama'ah and the believers, and so he's moving from one state to a higher one. And Sheikh says something nice here. He goes, for example, a Nabi sallallahu when they went to Hajj, okay, what's very interesting about the Hajj of the Prophet sallallahu is that it was different to all of the companions. Because they went from Medina. And when they go from Medina, from Dhul Hulayfa, when you take the Miqat from Dhul Hulayfa, okay, you are now in your Ihram. And when you're doing Hajj, you have three different types. I don't want to make this all about Hajj, but Tamattu' is the one that we all do, right? And Tamattu' it comes from Mata'a, alright, comes from enjoyment and taking things easy. And the reason it's called tamattu' and why is it called easy? Because once you've reached Mecca and you've done your, your, your Umrah, you can get rid of your Ihram and you can chill for as long as it takes. And those days, we're talking a month maybe, we're talking weeks, until the days of Hajj come. So you're relaxed now. Whereas if you are a Mufrid, if you are doing the Hajj al-Ifrad, which is what the Prophet ﷺ did, okay, then you will come... Uh, sorry, he was, uh, uh, was Qarin, he did Qiran... When you come from Medina and you have your sacrificial animal with you, you will then stay in Ihram with your animal, with you all the time. And that obviously, I mean, especially yani, for a male, mission. Yani, okay, absolute mission from every angle, right? You're not getting rid of the uh, Ihram. Anyway, the companions were all in the state of yani, Ihram for the Hajj of Qur'an. Some were ifrad, some were in whatever, but not in tamattu. And the Prophet ﷺ told them to go from there to tamattu. 
to leave a fard state to move to what we consider not again by consensus but the vast majority of scholars there are some scholars that's some of the Hanafi scholars later scholars they said that the best hajj is not to matter but the vast majority of the all the madhahib all of tabi'in all of the salaf say the hajj to matter is the best hajj even though the prophet didn't do it because he commanded all of the companions to do it and he said that if I didn't have the animal, that's exactly what I would have done, etc., etc. So tamatr is the sunnah. There's a, like I said. So anyway, the point is, Sheikh Uthameen says, is that there are examples in the sunnah of moving from a fard to another fard, breaking a fard, and then moving to a different had, uh, fard. Okay? Uh, and he says, لِأَنَّ الْمُتَمَتِّعَ أَفْضَلْ مِنَ الْإِفْرَادِ There were some of them, yes, doing ifrad. وَلِهَذَا لَوْ نَوَى أَتَحَلُّ بِالْعُمْرَةِ لِيَتَخَلَّصْ مِنَ الْحَجْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ ذَلِكَ فَهَذَا لَمْ يَقْطَعَ الْفَرْضِ رَغْبَةً عَنْهُ وَلَكِنَّهُ قَطَعَ الْفَرْضِ إِلَى مَا هُوَ أَكْمَلْ وَأَنْفَعَ So we have in the sunnah examples of breaking a fard to go for something better. Alright. If a person is praying a fard and he then transfers his niyyah to do another fard, it has gone. So you guys praying asr? Alright? And then during the first rakah, he goes, my days I haven't even prayed, dhuhr. So you know what, we'll just do a little cheeky, cheeky little yani, swap. And now I'm praying dhuhr. You get what I'm saying? Right? So the imam is saying here that if a guy did that, then his prayer is invalidated. Okay? He actually says both, both prayers are invalidated. Actually, that's not correct because he didn't even start the other one. Alright, so yani, uh, has, it's not even there. Sheikh Uthameen makes a point here. He goes, it'd be better if he's a bit more accurate in his speech. But the truth is, is that it's, a, it's semantics. It's the same thing. Both prayers are gone. He didn't achieve anything. Okay? So he doesn't get the dhuhr, he doesn't get the asr. As soon as you change your niyyah inside, not only did you not achieve the, the one you wanted, but you've broken the one that you were actually praying as well. You can't go, oh, sorry, sorry, let me just start again. You get what I'm trying to say? It's game over there and then. Alright? Um, this is the right? Yes. Okay, now, so, uh, what does Sheikh then also, he say? بِنِيَّةٍ خَرَجَ مَا لَوْ انْتَقَلَ مِنْ فَرْدٍ إِلَى فَرْدٍ بِتَحْرِيمًا وَتَحْرِيمًا بِالْقَوْلِ ففي المثال الذي ذكرنا ذكر أنه صلى ظهر على حدث فانتقل من العصر وكبر للظهر نقول, if a person, for example, okay, he is, so if a person was about to make takbir within asr time for ظهر, okay, so he's in Asr time, okay? Sorry, let me start again. Let's say a person is in praying Asr. What did we say he can't, he can't do? How did he swap that? Very intention. What if he was to say Allahu Akbar for Dhuhr? Yes, and he's got enough time to read Asr, yes. What would happen? We said that he can't convert the prayer via a niyyah. But what if he said Allahu Akbar for dhuhr? Yeah, well, I, I'm not, that's what you're saying. I, I'm just saying, guy's in Asr prayer and he realizes I haven't prayed dhuhr, so he goes Allahu Akbar. Then he's not in Asr prayer, number one. And he started dhuhr. And you have to pray Asr. Correct. Okay? So Sheikh Uthameen wants to clarify that. That if a person was to change it with a tahrima, meaning with a takbir, yani, okay, but just with a niyyah, no. 
So if a person is in that dhuhr, that asr prayer, and he realizes I haven't prayed dhuhr, what he should do there and then is just to break, and that's the breaking of a niyyah, and he then makes a takbir, and bam, he's into dhuhr already. His asr is gone. It's a restart. You can't do a continuation. That, that Allah Akbar is just a kind of reset button. Yeah. It is, but it doesn't feel like it, does it? We want to make we want to make it clear. How is that? Yani your your you are telling me that you would in your like this whilst your hands are like here, especially packed like you, would be standing there and suddenly go Allahu Akbar and enter into dhuhr. Would you? No, you wouldn't. That's the whole point. You would drop your hands. You'd give it like that. You go all right. We get it right. Then you go, and you would be there, we'd say half an hour, now making your niyat, yeah? Now we'd charakat, zuhur me bardan. Right? Then, nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. That, but that's what we're not saying, that, are we? That's what normal people would do. They'd think to themselves, right, I've got to break out, got to, you know, got to get out, whatever. I'm saying to you, a person who's here, and he says, Allahu Akbar, and I was be like, and he starts dhuhr. That's the point. So he breaks it and starts it. He does break it, but like I said, people don't see that as a break. People think, where did his hands go? Why did he not say salam alaykum rahmatullah? Why did he not sit down and get back up again? Why did he not spend half an hour reciting any his new niya? Blah 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 blah. Why did he not make wudu again or something? Yeah, I'm saying that my man who's there, if he just goes with a tahrima, with the niya that he is now thinking, the niya is the key thing here, of course. And it has to be before or with the tahrimah, as we said before. Okay, then it's exactly where he's right. The prayer has started again, but people don't perceive that. People don't perceive that that's what's just happened. If someone in front of you just did that, you think he's praying some random Hanifi Witter style, isn't it? Yeah, you would not say the guy has moved into a whole new prayer. And so, yeah, that's the point. Yes. Well, why is perception important? No, no, it's it's not perception. It's the learning point. People, why do you think he asked the question? That's the point. Perception. People's, you know, there, there are certain things as a teacher that you teach that you know people get immediately and other things that they hesitate over because it's going against everything that they are used to even though, they're, even though what they're, they're learning and what they're saying is the correct thing. But, you know, it's, like, it's just like the issue of breaking the prayer. It's very difficult for people to mentally understand that breaking the prayer happens as soon as you think I've broken the prayer. It takes time to get used to that. People steal for more. They, people want to drop their hands. Okay. Yeah? People want to drop their hands. People want to give a salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. You know what I'm saying? They want to have a formal conclusion. They got, like, there's, there's, a, there's a sense of integrity. There's a kind of feeling of respect for the prayer and finishing and whatever. Yeah? So, uh, good. Um, all right. The author says if he moves from fard to fard, the prayer is invalidated. What does that therefore mean about other types of prayer? What's the mafhum al-mukhalifa? What do we understand then? What about, okay, <laughs> all right, you want me to type it out for you? What about other types of prayer? What about nafal? What about other things? What? Is it? Is it okay? There's nothing on the screen, by the way, still. Yes. If you can't go from one fard to another, if you can't go from another fard, one fard to another fard, that's the humbly position, and we also agree, all the madahib agree. Okay. Then could you go from 
That's my question I'm asking. What do you think? Depends. Depends. Go on, Deb. Oh, Jamil. Good, very good. So come on then, give me the... So like, uh, like a Sunnah before Fajr, you can't convert that to maybe... Um, well, a bit, uh, badly, yeah, see, if you just go to three, two rap and randomly, yep. change that to another intention for the, the, the background. Yeah. Can you convert? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. I want you... So, so you're absolutely right. So I want you to now give me a new... A uh, maxim. Give me a maxim that we can say, a rule for everyone so they can follow. You're there. You, you said it, but you just need to spell it out. So, um, a general can be changed into a general. Okay. Excellent. Well done. Ten, 10 out of 10. So, from this qaida that says, from this maxim that says it is not allowed to change. From a fard to a fard, both become invalidated. This is exactly the same for a specific sunnah as well. But it's not the case for a mutlaq sunnah, a nafal prayer, which is unrestricted and absolute. So just like he said, exactly as he said, if a person says, I want to pray two raka'ah, you know, just generally, okay, let's say of the night, and then he decides to make it yani, something... It is, it's, it's difficult to think of examples for that. But let's say then he says, like, tahajjud uh, now, I wanted to make it, or I want to make it something else. From a, from a general unrestricted to general unrestricted, that is allowed. But a specific to a specific is not allowed, whether it's fard or sunnah. So as you said, if a person stands up for fajr and he's praying two raka'ah sunnah, which is a specific sunnah, he can't now suddenly say that I'm changing this to istikhara, for example, or I don't know, um, uh, I don't know, two rakah of something else specific, whatever that specific would be. So it's the change is, is restricted, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah? You convert it to hajjid to witr. So let's, read, so let's read this, okay? So there are three versions of this. So if a person, for example, إِذَا انتقل مِن نَفْلٍ مُعَيَّنْ إِلَى نَفْلٍ مُعَيَّنْ فَالْحُكْمْ كَمَا لَوْ انتقل مِن فَرْضٍ إِلَى فَرْضٍ So if, for example... فَلَوْ إِنْتَقَلَ مَثَلًا مِنْ رَاتِبَةَ الْعِشَاءِ إِلَى الْوِتَرِ فَالْرَاتِبَ مُعَيِّنَةِ وَالْوِتَرِ مُعَيِّنَةِ بَطَلَ الْأَوَّلِ وَلَمْ يَنْعَقِدَ الثَّانِي So for example, if a person was praying the two raka'ah of uh, Isha, okay, two raka'ah of Isha, and he started off as two raka'ah of Isha, and he's tired now, okay, because his intention is what? I've prayed four raka'ah in the masjid. Sunnah is to go home now. Sunnah is to do what now? To pray two rakah of Isha at home. That's the sunnah of the Prophet. That's when he gets home. And then later on, he will then go to sleep, then he will wake up, then he'll pray Isha. It's permissible for us to say, I'm not going to wake up for tahajjud, I'm going to work tomorrow morning, so I'm going to pray my witr before I go to sleep. But you're not going to go to sleep for another couple of hours. So you arrive home, you go to your room, pray two rakah, and now you do whatever you're going to do, you eat your dinner, chill, and you've got now time to pray your witr before you go to bed. Correct? Let's say you get home. And you're, you started this two rakah and you say, you know what, I'm exhausted, I'm going straight to bed. And in your mind, you had all in time the intention, I'm going to pray two rakah, then I'm going to pray three rakah of witr. And a three rakah of witr, it is sunnah, as you're going to find out, to break it into a two and a one, one of its versions. So you now might want to say, these two rakah of sunnah of isha, I'm converting to the witr, the two rakah of witr. Get my point? This is not allowed. 
Because it's specific sunnah to specific sunnah. Understood? The first one, if you were to make that intention, now to be accurate about this invalidation statement, to be accurate, accurate, what do we say? We say the first one has been invalidated because you changed the niyyah. The second one didn't even start. You never even entered into it. So you've lost now the sunnah, and if you've lost now the potential witr that you thought you were praying, you'd have to start again. Is that clear? Sorry, you lost the sunnah prayer. You lost the sunnah prayer. And did we not say, by the way, that if a person, he did that and he carries on, then he gets just the reward of something normal? Yeah, I want to mention that, by the way. There is a discussion among scholars, and I, I don't know if he says that. He might say that later on. I, think, I, remember, I remember reading it from someone. I remember hearing it from one of my teachers, I think. But I can't, I, I, maybe I might see it here. That if a person did that, should he just say, oh man, I messed this up and just cancel it? You get my point? Yeah, so he had the two raka'ah. He was praying the Isha raka'ah. Then he lost his mind. He said, right, that's, you know what, sack that. I'm going to make it with her. So he does. Then he realizes 10 seconds afterwards, hold on, that's invalid. So now he's lost the first one. Yes? He hasn't started the second one, so he hasn't got that anyway. So what should he do now? You get my point? Theoretically, he should start again. Sah? Right? Obviously, Pake wants to go back to the first one. Say, I'm sorry, sorry, I just want to go back to the first one. Yeah? Uh, I want to say that I think that there is a position there that you would finish off the two raka'ah and it would count as a normal nafal which doesn't even have a niyyah as a condition. Do you remember we spoke about that? We spoke a couple of weeks ago that there are certain units of prayer that don't need an intention. Yeah? So an intention less two raka'ah is an intention less two raka'ah. And therefore you'd at least get that. At least you've got that. And then, but you still need to go back and pray the two sunnah if you want the reward of the two sunnah of Isha. Which is important, of course, because if you are building up the 12 raka'ah per day to have the house in paradise, like the Prophet ﷺ said, those 12 raka'ah are not made from general nafils, according to the majority of scholars. They are made from the ratib sun- sunan. Those yani, mu'akkad sunnah, sunnah prayers that are linked to the prayers. So you'd still want to go back and pray that. You know what I'm saying? To continue what he says, he says, he goes, وَإِنْ انْتَقَلَ مِنْ فَرْضٍ مُعَيَّنْ أَوْ مِنْ نَفْلٍ مُعَيَّنْ إِلَى نَفْلٍ مُطْلَقٍ صَحَّةٍ وَهَذِهِ السُّورَةِ الرَّابِعَةِ لَكِنْ يُشْتَرَطْ فِي الْفَرْضِ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْوَقْتِ مُتَّسِعٍ He goes that the other scenario is to move from a, a, a fard, a specific fard, or from a specific sunnah to a general prayer. That's allowed. We've already covered that. So from a specific sunnah, so from two raka'ah fajr to something random, that's allowed to do. Then he'd have to do the two raka'ah again. And from a fard, we've already said that. We've already said that if you're praying fard, you can move it to a normal sunnah. Join the jama'ah or whatever. What's the condition? Enough time. Enough time to be able to fulfill the fard afterwards because of what you just did. Okay? So therefore we can say, for example, another example... Um, another, another good example is that, and one of the reasons why that's allowed, this is the point I was making, it was here. He goes that one of the reasons this is allowed to come from a far to a general and from a specific sunnah to a general is because these specific surahs, they have two niyas. That's why. لِأَنَّ 
معين اشتمل على نيتين نية مطلقة ونية معينة فإذا أبطل المعينة بقيت المطلقة They have two niyas These specific prayers One a general niya for the prayer And then a specific one what type of prayer Once you remove the type of prayer You're still left with the general fact that it's a prayer So that's why you get a normal nafal Two raka'a normal nafal left Here goes an, an example of that دخل يصلي الوتر ينوي صلاة الوتر فألغى نية الوتر فتبقى نية الصلاة. So a person he enters into the witr prayer and then he decides I'm not praying witr, then it becomes then just a normal uh, nafal prayer. This is the example of someone who might want to change their 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 position because they're praying at night time and they realize they're going to wake up later or something like that. So they want to cancel the fact that they were praying witr, change their intention, just make it into an uh, an even. Uh, two raka'ah and then you wake up later to pray the odd prayer the odd one or three units later on so to finish this um, so the sheikh says on page 304 therefore we have four versions that this can take as a summary okay and he actually says right he goes to move from an unrestricted to unrestricted if that's even possible to imagine Okay, he can't imagine, I can't imagine. Can anyone think of one? Have a think if that's possible to move from an unrestricted to unrestricted because that does, I, I, I don't even know how that works. But he also says, if there is an example of that, then that's the only one which is, uh, that's, that's, that, that's, one, that's one which is allowed. He goes, is it allowed to move from a specific to a specific? No, not allowed. Invalid. Whether it's sunnah or whether it's fard. Is it allowed to move from a mutlaq to a specific? So from a general prayer to a specific? No, no that's also not allowed. Okay, that's the same as moving up. Yani you can't upgrade your niyyah from sunnah to fard prayer kind of thing. All right? That's a, that's a, it's a blag, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then, the, fast, the last one is the specific to the general. And that's allowed, as we've already explained. And that's that section closed. Questions? Thank you for telling me. Thank you. Bring a text up, man. Bring a text up. Honestly, there's nothing to throw it. Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't want to. Yes. So I want to say, go on, what's your question about that? Can you do it? Yeah, you see, you see. The what Jama'at starts? Do you want to combine anything else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a rate, you're a top pack, bro. <laughs> so, it's a good question. So, here's the thing, and I don't know whether I've explained this enough here, maybe not, but it's so important for you to understand, okay? And it really is difficult, all right? People really struggle. I want you to know. You pack, can you share them out, please? Unbelievable. The guy's finished half out. Uncle, take it from him. Take it from him and just take it because we've got guys over there who's, you know what I mean? I see Islam yani, over there struggling. I'm thinking, what? What's going on? It's a sweet. You jumped from it like as if it was a rat or something. You know? 
Um, she asks, a person comes to the masjid, makes wudu, and we know that there are two raka'ah for wudu. Every time that you make wudu, if you make the intention for two raka'ah, there's a great reward. At the same time, we know of the concept of tahiyyatul masjid. Okay? Now, I have a theory. It's my opinion on tahiyyatul masjid. It's held by a number of scholars, but not like the way I express it, so I just hope that they're in agreement with me. Okay? People keep thinking that tahiyyatul masjid is two units of prayer. It's not. Tahiyyatul masjid is only two units of prayer when you are praying nothing else. The idea, you know how I understand Tahiyyatul Masjid? I understand Tahiyyatul Masjid as it says in its wording. It's a welcome to the masjid. It's a salam to the masjid. It's a respect of the masjid. Meaning, if a person was to come to the masjid early, it's a disrespect to kind of walk in and say, right, I'm chilling, just sit down. You get what I'm saying? Got lots of time here, I'm just going to sit down. Show some respect to the masjid. This is a house of prayer. So pray two rakah before you sit down. That's what the Prophet ﷺ said to the person who walked in during the Jumu'ah khutbah. He sat down and it was like, did you pray your two tahiyyat al-masjid? No, I didn't, Ya Rasulullah. Stand up and pray. Like a respect to the mosque. But if you walk in during the Jumu'ah time, you can't possibly respect the masjid more than joining the Jumu'ah. That's why there is no tahiyyat al-masjid technically. But that fourth prayer becomes your tahiyyat al-masjid. Likewise, if a person goes to make wudu with the intention of going to pray two raka'ah for the, the wudu, that becomes his tahiyyatul masjid. We want that person to become in control of their niyyah so they can turn it into an extra act of ibadah, a bonus. So a person is thinking, because you can pray your wudu prayer at home, you see. You can do your wudu and pray the two raka'ah at home and you get the full reward. You don't get extra reward for it being in the masjid. So why not then come make masjid, wudu in the masjid? Make the intention to pray two rakah for wudu and for it to be accepted as my two for the masjid, then you will get the double reward. A person might say, Okay, fine, I take that theory, I get it. But what about if I want to come earlier and I want to get I want to do extra on both? Oh, that's fine. I would then say that that person should do it beforehand. Like it be might maybe maybe come like for example, Tajdid al Wudu. So a person has wudu, comes in, prays two rakah. And then sits there now and says, you know what? I want reward. At the end of the day, it's, it, when you come to a masjid, all right, a Muslim, what a Muslim is going, especially us Westerners. So uh, especially us Westerners, what we should be looking at during ibadah moments is just to take advantage as much as possible to get reward. So if a person's got time, you've got to use it wisely. So if a person comes to the masjid now and he's sitting there, he has a number of options. Pick up the phone, a waste of time, or read the mushaf or look at the notice board, or make dhikr, or pray some random, yani just normal, random, mutlaq, sunnah, or nafal. Or a person can be more calculating. They'll say, you know what, I'm going to make tajdeed al-wudu. So I'm in wudu, but I'm going to make wudu again. Because this itself is an act of ibadah, according to a number of scholars. And there's no doubt about that, that when you're doing the act of wudu itself, that is an act of worship as well. The sins are coming off, whether you make wudu a thousand times or one time, that's an act of ibadah. So he does that again, and he knows that for every wudu, there's two rak'ah as well. So this would be the perfect scenario. A person comes in, prays two rak'ah, sits down, relaxes, then thinks, you know what, let me go make... So I'm just like maximizing. He would go to do the adhkar after wudu, and then come pray two rak'ah for that as well, and then just do some extra nafal as well. But there's no doubt that what he just did with the control of his intention and planning is far better than just doing some random sunnah. And that goes back to a question that was asked last week. Naveed, for some reason, you always ask questions too late. 
I noticed that on the portal he asks last second, uh, like the day after, and that's why they don't get answered. But I did see, and he doesn't, and I keep telling people that people who did not get their questions answered last week, answer, ask during the lesson, then I will answer them. Because he asked a question which I can't remember now, and we can't even see it, we can't even access it on the portal, that was about how can a person be in control of their niyyah and make your ibadah out of actions? And this is a point that people are, not mis- people are misunderstanding. I'm not talking about people doing bid'ah. I'm talking about people adding virtue to normative actions. We're not talking about people who are innovating. So he, he misunderstood that. And I wish that he could ask that question properly and then we, could, uh, then we can do it. Okay, listen. Here, here, here it is. Salam. You said in the lesson that you believe that any permissible act... Alright, listen to this question because it's a very important one. Any permissible act, if accompanied by the right intention, can be turned into an ibadah. I give the example of a person who is walking, okay? And if they are uh, say to themselves, Ya Allah, make this walking for me an act of ibadah, make it yani, something that I get used to so that I can make my hajj better, so that I can go and I can make more tawaf, so that I can be more encouraged to be living far away from the masjid. Yani, this is a person who's thinking about yani, life in an ibadah context as opposed to just get over and done with context. You need a whole change of mindset. Then that is something which you should do and that is what the people, yani, I think it was Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, he goes, Ahdasib, he goes that I consider my sleeping like your prayer of the night and my prayer of the night. Meaning that there are people who wake up yani, at 3 o'clock to pray Qiyamul Layl. Sah? Right? And they're thinking they've done a great job. And he said to him, by the way, you know me? He goes that I consider the same reward being achieved just for my sleep. How is that possible? That he doesn't wake up at all. And the other guy wakes up and prays all night. Okay, or good a couple of hours. And my companion here to another companion is as confident to say that I consider my sleeping to be as good as yours because what I've programmed around my sleeping, what I've made my sleeping worth, I went to sleep earlier to get the sunnah. I made my sleep longer because I need a strong day to do X ibadah, X this, X that, halal risk, blah, blah, blah. He's thinking about it. He's adding intentions to his sleep that is turning the sleep into a powerful act of ibadah. So this is well known. This is not bid'ah. Because he asked the question, how can this be combined? How is that understandable if we know the acts of worship need to be according to the sunnah? Well, it is according to the sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ is making intention over everything. And you have to have the right intention. There are a number of things that, we can, that this can apply to. Absolutely, that, uh, that the Prophet ﷺ didn't do. He goes, out, for a person, you go to the gym to strengthen the body. All right, the Prophet ﷺ never did that. Okay? The Prophet ﷺ was always keeping, in, uh, keeping fit to increase his ibadah. No, no, no shadow of a doubt about it. So this is not an act of, this is not an area of bid'ah. This does not, this does not, because he gives the example. He goes, for example, the Sufis, they do the hadra on, and singing and dancing. And they say that, that, that this, these actions, I'm doing it for Allah's sake. Is this not the same thing? You get the point that he's making? He goes that singing and dancing are in of themselves intrinsically permissible acts. That's what he says. Don't know about that. Okay. Right. <laughs> singing is okay. Right. Person is singing. So a person, yani singing, yani not, for example, himself on the sheet for himself without music, etc., etc. Then if he does that for, yani something about the Prophet ﷺ or expressing his love, then yeah, let's hope he gets rewarded for it. But it's not the sunnah. All right. It's not the sunnah. 
and you know if you don't do it or not do it it's 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 not it's 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 you know it's not not something you're required to do dancing for example i, I don't know what the, what dancing is allowed but the point is is that <laughs> break dancing okay that's fine that dancing okay what is its function in getting closer yeah or the or the spinning around that or even tabka. The point is, is that what is that doing in the in the journey of getting you close to Allah? On what basis? They, I mean, they're, they're completely miles apart. Completely, completely miles apart. Because Hamza asked some questions here, uh, which is relevant. If praying a four rakah obligatory prayer, dhuhr, can one downgrade the number of rakah they pray? Yes, I said that that's possible. Sheikh Uthameen said it's possible. I've seen people start to pray supererogatory prayer whilst the Fadr prayer in Jama'ah has already started. Is that prayer valid? According to the Hanafis, yes, if it is a ratib. According to the others, it's not right unless it is finished before the obligatory prayer finishes. Okay? Right. Um, so the praying of Dhuhr Sunnah, Aisha asks, okay, let's take some questions from the, the thingy. So the praying of Dhuhr Sunnah, can it be your Tahayyut al Masjid? Yes. Agreed, everybody? Good. If I'm in Dhuhr Fard alone and I want to change to a Sunnah, and I want to change to a Sunnah because there's an opportunity for Jama'ah, can that Sunnah I change to count for the four Raka'ah Sunnah Rawatib? No. Why not? Specific. specific to specific. Good. Well done. How can a person, Mesa asks, how can a person move from an unrestricted prayer to an unrestricted prayer if the only intention you need in the unrestricted prayer is the intention to pray? Wouldn't all of the mutlaq prayers be the same? It doesn't make sense to me how you can change from one mutlaq to another mutlaq. You're right. It doesn't make sense because we can't think of an example. That's the only reason. So don't worry about it. Okay? It confuses all of us because we can't think of the example. But, in, but, but of course it can be allowed because you're not changing from anything. Do you understand? What, what if we say we're changing numbers? So we changing two to four. Changing two to four in just a random way? So you still general, general so just a person is praying four rakah, a general prayer as he starts off, and then he suddenly decides, you know what, I'm going to make this two. Yeah. I mean, is it permissible, yeah, I need to break the prayer, it's easier to say yes, than to say that, in, that a person intends to just suddenly change from four to two. It's easier for me to say that. I don't know the answer to that question. I'd have to think about that. But it's easier for me to say, it's easier for him to break it. Less like you just broke your pen. <laughs> Look, he's like, oh my God, you saw me. Yes. Yes. Do you have to actively make the intention for it? I think that if you want the reward for the tahiyyut al-masjid, if you want to honor the masjid with a non-obligatory prayer, the, the, the jama'ah before that, then you need to have that actual intention. And also, does it have to be like a masjid per se? Because like we have, like where I work, there's... Then it doesn't... It doesn't it, yes, it does. It does because you don't need to do tahiyyut al-masjid in another place because it's not a masjid. The tahiyya of the masjid is respect for the masjid. If it's not a masjid, it intrinsically loses respect. Okay. The building loses respect. The place loses respect. Yes. We're just thinking about the mud of niyyah you can add to one prayer. Supposing we do wudu from home. Okay, you make wudu from home. Yeah, and we tend to basically do two rakahs for the wudu yep. in the masjid. You, you say to yourself, I'm not going to pray here, I'm going to pray in the masjid. Yeah, yep. you walk in. Yep. And 
you also intend before you come to the masjid to play Deirdre Masjid as well. Yeah. yeah, so I just want to stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, you walk in and the Jamaz already set up. Yeah, yeah so you the had those two intentions before you walked in. You had those two intentions before you walked in, and now the Jamaz. the, the Jamaz started. Can you add those two intentions to the? You can, but you'd only get one of them. You'll only get the Tahrir al Masjid. You can't get the Sunnah because that's a specific Sunnah, right. and you are joining a specific Fard. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to say it just wouldn't apply. Okay, only one of them would count. Only one is going to count. Right. Yeah. If I pray, for example, God. Yeah. I get right to the end, and I think. Yeah, so we spoke about this before. It's very, it's not even about, it's, the question is not whether it's allowed or not. That's the easy part. It's allowed, of course it's allowed. Right? We never ever want to tell people ever that that's allowed. Because once they start thinking like that, they'll, no one ever prays a great prayer. No one, no one. There's no one who prays a prayer and says, I smashed that one. Every single person's like, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. <laughs> it's not a surprise, it's not random that you're saying Astaghfirullah three times after every time you finish a prayer, because you know you messed it up. And even if you don't remember messing it up, you messed it up. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's not an issue whether it's allowed or not. It is. But you never ever want to do it, or think about it, or consider it, or teach it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm praying duha prayer, but can I convert that to istikhara or tahitul wudu? No. Or, or tahitul wudu? I don't know if that's what it's called, but anyway, yeah. Um, general to raka at night converted to general to raka before istikhara. I don't think anything that has istikhara can be general. There's a difference of opinion upon that, but I don't think that we should look at it as something which is general. Yeah. Next. What should we do now? Can I ask, you mentioned in the original examples, the yeah. Say that again. Two isha of sunnah you've prayed at home. Yeah. Later on, whilst you're praying it. No, no, after. Yeah. After you've you've prayed two rakah. Yeah. yeah. You're at home, by the way. You're at home. Yeah. And you're going to pray the witr later on. Yep. 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 The original two sunnah. Uh, I want to convert it to witr. We said you can't do that. We said you can't do that. That's no. That's you've come to the next level. You've just backdated. <laughs> You're doing a whole next pack level. You're backdating sunnahs. <laughs> which is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. No. No. Right? I made it clear that this is during the salah. During the salah. How can you back you patty? <laughs> you can't backdate the prayer. Yeah, I'll just count that as my witter, so I'll just knock out a cheeky one and that's the end of the story. I mean, I like, I like the idea. It shows that you're sticking to your roots. And I love a person who sticks to his roots. You are the original cheddar man. <laughs> By the way, who's our cheddar man here? Yeah, Zafar, to be honest. He's got the right complexion. To be honest, Waqas has got the right hair for cheddar man. Yeah? And uh, he's got the right complexion. Where the asli Brits from, Kasmu should kick all the gore out. <laughs> kick them all out. Kick all the white folks out, man. They come and they invade our country, go back home. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's my guy here. He brought everyone here. Look. That middle, no, Unks, Unks wishes he brought everyone here. It's my guy Arab behind you. Look, this white face with uh, blue eyes. These are the people who brought the Brits here. They're thinking, I don't even know. I can't even, to be honest, I, I, I just about saw your white face from here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a clue what your eyes are, but. Uh, he wishes he was a Paki, bro. Unbelievable, this article. 6,000 years, they said, is when the, the white color came to this country. 
Wallahi, by the way, you know what? Just read, uh, read the article it's on BBC. It's actually very interesting, subhanAllah, about how it says how the white color maintained itself. Because I've been thinking about that. Because obviously, color is pigment, is pigmentation. Pigmentation is responsive to uh, sunlight and heat and you know everything. So you can see those which are darker, darker skinned. There is a correlation there between less shelter, more labor, being outside longer, and so on. And this country, the idea would have been that being more richer, more developed, and they went inside buildings quicker and therefore less time in the sun. Add to them that the fact that there is less sun. And then the third thing which they add, which is very interesting, is that the diet that they were eating, which I think was cereal-based or lack of cereals, I can't remember, meant that there were certain ingredients that would not allow them to even absorb vitamin D, which is amazing. So they maintain their color like that, not in any way, if you look at the racist mind, the racist mind is always interpreting skin color with some kind of excellence of education or conditions or whatever, where in actual fact it's just the nature of food that you're eating that could have been the reason why your color has maintained itself. Because they were looking at if, if this 6,000-year-old light-skinned guy comes in and that color is maintained. Because Cheddar Man Miskeen in the beginning, right? He's basically, he's like, looks Bengali basically. He's Bengali. And Bengalis, you know what? They need to just go on a march tomorrow and just reclaim this country. Okay? But my man Bengali, by the way, you know that he left. If you read the article, he left. And they came back a thousand years later. Basically, the whole country froze over. Remember, by the way, just another thing, that they walked over. It was, not, there was, there was a landmass. You know, the English Channel wasn't there, of course. Yeah? So they just walked all the way. You can walk all the way from Pakistan, basically. Yeah? Bangladesh. Let's just get accurate. Let's call it India, okay, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not fight about Bangladesh, Pakistan. Let's just call it India, all right? So they walked all the way from India, all the way. No water, no seas, no nothing. And they walk in, and they come here. And they live here. They try, and they try to make a go of it. Weather's rubbish. Customers, is truth. The weather's rubbish. The whole country's frozen over, frozen over. So they couldn't survive. So they left. Then they came back again in part two. Then they left after another freeze. Then they come. That cheddar guy was the guy who came back. He's a proper pack. <laughs> it's the greatest story thing I've ever read in my life, by the way, this cheddar man story. And what a name, cheddar. Sick name. Anyway, where, where are we? So, Maga Rafi, as she's saying from Bristol, going to the masjid for prayer indicates the niyyah. Yeah. But what about praying at home? Yes, this is the question, isn't it? We were saying that there are indicators that help you determine your niyyah. What about when you don't have those? So for example, at the time of Dhuhr, I start the prayer, but after the takbir, I remember that I had to pray only for today because of some lack of time or some other reason. But due to habit, I started with the sunnah because that's what she's normally doing at home. This is a really good question, to be honest. Yeah, difficult one as well. So normally when she's at home, she's praying the sunnah because whatever. But today is a different day. Because she not, she's now told herself in her mind, I don't actually have time for sunnah today. Today I'm going to have to pray only fard. But she out of habit starts in the sunnah. You get know what I'm saying? Now the question is that she asks, Can I, what does it count as? What do you think it counts as? Sunnah. sunnah. You have to have a clear niyyah of the fard beforehand. Now here... I'm not even saying that you, as Sheikh Uthaymeen's position, you know that yani, he don't need to intend dhuhr. Uh, 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 but even Sheikh Uthaymeen's position is that you have to intend fard of this time. 
she hasn't even intended fard of this time. She's intending sunnah. So whatever happens, you have to reset that and reset the mind to fard or dhuhr fard. Okay? What is, the delay, what is the delay allowed between a fard and specified sunnah? Such as isha fard and then isha sunnah. Uh, any delay. I don't understand. Time of the next prayer. Time of the next prayer. Yeah, the time of the next prayer. Correct, yeah. So for that, the sunnah of isha can technically last until fajr, technically, but it's best to pray that sunnah before half of the night has passed. It can start straight after the fard and it should not really be left until after half of the night. Is this a section we are covering combined intentions such as dhuhr sunnah with nafal wudu? We just did that, right? We said both of them can't be done because they're both specific. Yes? When does the isha end? So, yani, the class position is that we chose it as half the night, which is a position of a number of scholars and a position of the Hanbalis. Now, technically speaking, a number of scholars said it is the Fajr prayer because every prayer is until the next prayer. But out of difference of opinion and respect to the scholars that put the argument, practically speaking, we should assume that it ends at midnight. Midnight, of course, is not 12 o'clock. It's halfway between Maghrib and Fajr. What's midnight tonight? Half past 11. Good. Well done. Right. Yeah. Well done, Shahid. He's Bengali, yes. Uh, any other questions? So, fard can only be changed to mutlaq, nafal, correct. Not sunnah or nafal mu'ayyin, correct. If you have prayed your fard prayer in the mosque and jama'ah starts, should you repeat the prayer by joining the jama'ah? If you have prayed your fard prayer in the mosque and the jama'ah starts, should you repeat the prayer? It is good to repeat the prayer. It's a sunnah to do so. Okay, come down. There's something called V-chain. Huh? Oh, cryptocurrency. It's in the same boat as Bitcoin, but it's not classed as a currency. More. I'm going to release a, a, a video on that soon, okay? Just give me a couple of uh, days. Do you have to make the action, intention every time? Yes, I do believe so. Because she's saying that, for example, going to the gym. What if I say from now on, every time I go to the gym... It's going to be so that I can be better in my ibadah. That's a legit, yani packed kind of niyad, get it over and done with. And that's what you should do because hopefully that covers it from when you forget. But the point is, is that you will forget. And what will happen sometimes is that you'll go to the gym another time and your intention will be because you're just being a gym buddy with someone else. Or because, you know, something will happen. We said before that niyad circumstances, if they don't change, then it remains upon its state. But things happen. People, human beings change their, their minds and stuff. Um, anything else? Bring it down. See, questions at the bottom now. Come on, write down. Anything? Yeah, here? Guys? Yes. You talk about here. Yes. Uh, fard dhuhr at home. Yes. Yes. The first one is a fard, always. The second is always sunnah, correct. Even if it's with the jama'ah. Even if it's with the jama'ah. So why is it classed as repeating the Because that's exactly what you're doing. What else are you doing? What other category would you put it in? You're not making ada because you've done it already. You're not making qada because it's within the time. It can only be al-i'adah. It can only be a repeat of the same prayer. If it's a repeat of the same prayer, where do we apportion the reward? And where do we apportion the legality? 
and it has to be according to what you had at the intention first time round. That's how it works out. That's, that's how it peters out, basically, once you've done all the sums. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes? Uh huh. Any other questions on the topic? Yeah. Okay, go on. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Allahum Barakfi. Wa shakratul wahi. No, no, these are these are guidelines, even the scholars they differed over this, yeah, seven days, whether is it seven or is it eight? Is it yeah, and when does the start time start? Is it yeah, when does the multiples uh, occur? Correct. Yani, there's a lot of issues there that, that need to be you know, uh, uh, followed. If a person wanted to do it accordingly as per the sunnah, to try and get the most reward, ignoring all practicalities, okay, but which is not good because practicalities may be more rewarded. So for example, let's say that you do, you do your sum, you take the Islamic day, it starts at Maghrib, you work out the seventh day, and you do it on the seventh or the 14th or the 21st, which is correct in multiple seven, it ends up on a Tuesday and no one can come. To your aqiqah that you want to invite people to. Whereas you decide to do it on the day 19 on a Sunday so you can maximize the people. There's no doubt which is more rewarded. You get what I'm trying to say? The Sunday is more rewarded. So it is sunnah for you to do an aqiqah for the public in that way. Or whether in this country or another country. Whether you want to distribute the meat to the poor, whatever. But it should be done by maximizing all parameters as much as possible. Um, the shaving of the hair is is neither here nor there because it is a uh, it's uh, the charity that's given is not going to be the weight of the hair anyway, okay. So to shave the head is a sunnah in of itself. So that can happen on the same the seventh day, not a problem. You're not really weighing anything because it's only going to be a couple of pounds anyway or pennies because there's no weight to that hair. So you're saying before you shave the hair? No, I'm saying that the charity can be given at any time because it's, you're not going to wait for the hair. Yeah. Because the hair is not going to tell you anything about the amount of charity. Because it has no weight. Yeah? And circumcision, I believe, should be delayed. delayed. Yes, delayed, yes. I think it should be delayed for it to become easier. In this country, they don't, do, they don't use a knife proper anymore. You know, like there's no legit people anymore. And the Jews have also skanked it as well. They were the, whole, they were the one people that were holding out. They were the legit people they were. But now they don't. Everyone's yeah, you know, just a cheap packy, you know, you know, doing a bell method, ring method, stick the thing on and just rip it off. Yeah. And you know, to do that to a little baby, and that's that's hard work, man. Flexible. Yeah, yeah, flexible. Yeah, yeah, very, very flexible. Allahumma yes. barik. Yes. No food. No, no. Listen, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I was gonna say, listen, any aqiqa, any nothing, no. Change it to Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> We remember all that good. Well done. You get more reward for that. No, no boo, no boo, no reward, no meat, no nothing. No, no, no. I'll bring it next week. Kansas. Don't say Kansas. Something in its raw form, food, yes, has alcohol in it from like a flavoring. When it's cooked, something in its raw like form. Just say it in it. Yeah. What are you doing flapping around for? Really <laughs> How is a flipping cookie a raw food? You. The dough. Listen. How is a dough a raw food? Raw food. Like it's raw. Oh, it's cooked, right? Yeah. You said a raw food. Raw food like 
I thought you meant like a grape or a, or a wheat. Okay, basically, yeah. if cookie dough... So I want you to understand, it's very important about what I said, by the way. Because raw means you've not touched it. Cookie dough is processed food. It's not going to move. I'm going to literally throw this... Okay, okay, it's, okay. Not it's, it's not raw. It's, it's what? Uncooked. It's uncooked. Mm. So if it's uncooked and it has like alcohol in it from like flavouring, yeah. and then it's traces on the, and then it says when it's cooked there's no traces of alcohol in it it, it evaporates is that yeah I think there's some space for that okay <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some space for that Allah Alam I don't want to say it's halal or haram I just want to say that there are some sahaba that used to do something like that it's just that I just find the whole area so risky the concept of reducing is a very difficult area Reducing your 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 broth and your soup. Obviously, this only applies to myself, which is that because we're fine dining kind of people. We know that what that means. I know you got thinking that reducing is a mathematical equation, but <laughs> Bob's is like, what the heck's reducing? <laughs> I'm not saying that. She said that. Okay. No. I I I I don't eat that stuff. I have to say, I'm scared of that. And I know that the companions used to cook. There are narrations that are authentic. That they used to, There's one riwayah that talks about fish that was cooked with some alcohol, but it was entirely burnt off. Yani, we're talking on a live flame where it's completely gone. I don't know what the function was. And all the, the, I've always wanted to do some research into it. Because I haven't, I keep silent on it. I heard a statement which was there's a, there's a certain product that when it's prepared, all alcohol is guaranteed to burn off. If that person, you're happy with that person's guarantee... I wouldn't trust that person in a million years, okay? Then that theoretically could have some space. Would I eat it? No. Would I buy it? No. Would I cook it? No. Grass-fed only, yeah? Grass-fed. <laughs> no antibiotics. <laughs> Allah. Any other questions? Yes. I just to You mean lying down flat? Stomach, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's permissible for a baby. Yeah, it's permissible for a baby. Is it permissible to sway slightly in the prayer on the spot? No, we should avoid that. Anything which happens unconsciously is allowed, but intentionally swaying is an action of the Jews, and we should avoid that. Um, and that's the same in you know when people are reading the Quran and getting into this method. Okay. Yeah, that's a pack thing, and you've got to try to avoid that. If it happens out of habit, that's permissible, but you should avoid it. What are the valid reasons for breaking a father prayer at home? I don't know. What are the reasons? Let's, let's go through them. Yeah, danger. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think baby is a valid reason. Danger is a reason. Baby's going to cry, whatever happens. It's got to be danger to the baby. No, a thump, yeah, and it is obviously, yeah, you've got to find out what's going on. Maybe he needs emergency. Th- you don't need a baby for that. If I have my cat, yeah, and go thump, yeah, and whatever, I'll go find out what's happened. Yeah, I don't have a cat, but I'm just saying. <laughs> what other reasons were there? That's not a break. You're not in the prayer in the first place. No, I mean, maybe. Huh? Yeah, so then prayer's gone anyway. So the question is, what are the valid reasons for breaking a father prayer at home? Mm. We're coming from right next week, Shalom. 
Yeah, nafal and when it's not a lot. Only if it's like right there. You can't like walk from the one half of the downstairs, yeah, and in salah, like, you know, down the stairs, walk the open door. That's what a pattern, man. Yeah, I know she's doing that. We're talking that door's right there in front of you within two steps. All right? And you just go there without moving your eyes from the qibla, without moving your hands. You will just open the door and just go back like that. Like two steps, that's it. And could an unspecific, unspecific to unspecific... What the heck, always? I don't even know what that question says, yeah. It's a fard, you got to let it go. If it's a fard, you got to let it go. If it's a sunnah, you can maybe break that prayer. Fard prayer is an important parcel. Pizza. Well, like, yeah, every parcel is important. I mean, who, who thinks that a parcel is not important? Because <laughs> there's nothing more important than pizza idea right now. I think that it's got to be avoided. Allah knows best. We are going to talk about some of these scenarios. All right, guys. Zakamullah khair. Subhanakallah. Wa bihamdika. Shadu Allah. Wa stop for a couple of minutes.